you will it, it is no dream, were the famous words of Theodor Herzl. Continue the legacy of the founders and leaders of Israel by leaving a bequest or an endowment fund for the people of Israel through the United Israel Appeal. For more information, contact UIA on 9272-5533. Listen to the Israel Connection on JA Community Radio in Melbourne, Australia, every Wednesday from 4 till 5 p.m., repeated Fridays from 1 to 2 p.m. My name is David Schulberg, and for the past seven years, I have been bringing you a probing weekly radio program that provides analysis and insight with important interviews and discussion about Israel. Welcome and a big hello to J Air listeners in Melbourne. We are live from London. Every Sunday morning with the London Beat. Warren Wills presenting for you the London Beat. Chat and arts all coming to you live from London. London Beat. I'm Lily Steiner and I would love you to become a member of J Air. Love that you're listening, but join up and encourage your friends to join too. It's only $54 a year and it helps us keep the station on the air. You can join on our website www.j-air.com.au You are tuned into the Havel radio station everyone loves. J-88-FM. On air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And online at j-air.com.au.
Greetings, greetings dear listeners and good afternoon from London where the summer in London has finally decided uh, to recede into normal times. It is mid-October and it has been summer. This is Warren Wills coming to you from London for this week's edition in a world that has changed yet again in 2023 on 88FMJ for this week's edition of the London Beat, uh, produced and recorded by the multi-talented, excruciatingly talented J.B. Jordan Brown over there in Gillingham in Kent, who I was delighted to uh, have caught up with over in the West End uh, this week. J.B., a, uh, a fabulous humanist and talent, and it was a lot of fun to uh, go on a wine-tasting session uh, with his wife, who is a sommelier, a wine-tasting expert, and a lot of fun we did, and uh, many, many interviews and recordings we did. I have a plethora of recordings from Burabai, Astana, in Kazakhstan, as well as London, to last so many episodes here with so many people, extraordinary people, filled with talent, humanity, compassion, love, uh, things that uh, are so desperately required in the uh, current climate that we live in. And the world has changed so often, so many times this year, from when we were aimlessly gazing up toward the heavens, looking at a large Chinese balloon slowly making its way across uh, the United States of America, when the world exploded uh, at a, a macro level, massive earthquake in Turkey stopped that, again, the continuation of horrors, including an attempted coup with, with regard to the Ukraine war and with Russia, which was then hot on the heels of that, which, of course, was followed by bushfires, tsunamis, the disasters in Hawaii, which was then obviously followed by all the stuff that went on around Greece with the fires, and then we had all the business that went on in Marrakesh, followed by Libya, and uh, not to be outdone, the Middle East. Uh, again, when it, when it comes to stuff that raises the eyebrows, tears at your heartstrings, and makes you realise that we are all connected, uh, what has gone on in the last seven to ten days, with regard to Israel in particular, Gaza, West Bank, Palestine, and how we're all connected. It's, uh, it's beyond heartbreaking, but I'm not here to dwell on that because it is now so important to try and share the positive of what is going on. And I was minded of the positive when I got a phone call from Mr. Ilham al-Madfai, uh, describing to me the events of the most awful situation that happened in Mosul in northern Iraq about two weeks ago, when 250 people at a wedding were burnt to death, including the bride and the groom. And I was invited to go there in December uh, and to do a larger peace effort, bringing unity and joy and love from the various four corners of the world to do as a fundraiser for those people. But it's turned into something quite different in light of the... Uh, a truly astounding, unspeakable tectonic shift in the world through the past week. During my time in London, it's been an absolute thrill and privilege to catch up with so many old friends and super talented people who I do want to say hi to, including the incredible Denise Sylvie, the producer, um, artistic director uh, at St. Martin's Theatre of the uh, longest-running show in the history of the world, of course, and that is, of course, uh, Agatha Christie's The Mousetrap. Judith Hibbard, up from Brighton, uh, producer extraordinaire and great friend. The amazing Persian Alex Afkami, a fantastic man, uh, huge input. The um, 
the man, the lawyer, the entertainment lawyer par excellence, Mr. John Cohen. Uh, Billy Holiday, there is no one better, Miss, Miss Nina Christofferson. The UK's finest impressionist stroke actor. Stroke now, um, artistic director of many a fine international piano music festival, Mr. Alistair McGowan. All of these people are humanists, filled with compassion and joy and ambition and love and friendship and uh, have been interviewed and we'll certainly be sharing so much of that uh, as well as all the stuff with our four Russian couples that we did on the border who such brave folk managed to escape the wrath, the stupidity, the mobilisation that went on in Russia with regard to the uh, Ukraine war. I include conscription, we talk about the mobilisation there. Every family, every family has been affected that I know one way or another about the mobilisation that's going on at the moment with reservists call up the Tzav uh, Shemone in Israel. Uh, my family, uh, no less. My ex-wife, all of her nieces and nephews. My old girlfriend, her, um, her three grown-up sons. It so goes on. Um, an endless amount of people who've been called into uh, military action. While this goes on around the world, the Rugby World Cup continues to go on. The one-day cricket goes on. And in fact, international friendlies are being played in the football. In fact, Wembley, last Friday night, saw Australia uh, play England. Uh, black armbands should be worn with a minute's silence for all of those lost in the appalling atrocities of, of what's going on. And it's, it's interesting to note... Um, I think a lot of people feel, oh gosh, it's insensitive and uh, about having all the arts and culture, sports, etc. Uh, running at the same time of these uh, most uh, appalling events. Well, put it in perspective, and when a minister went up to Winston Churchill during the Second World War and said, should we close the theatres? Churchill turned around and snapped, why do you think we're fighting? And the implication being, to maintain our values and our culture. It's so important to keep these things going. Um, we truly must recognise that. But it's, um, they are seismic changes. There's, there's no question of it. Uh, as, as someone who supports Spurs, it's great to see uh, an Australian, Ange Postacoglu, is leading from the helm with an incredible style of playing. Of course, Spurs remain undefeated uh, after so long. And there's a great story. I, I want to warm the heart about Ange being a huge fan of the Fonz from Happy Days and Henry Winkler actually replying and saying he's a Spurs fan. So it goes on. Guy Pearce returned to Neighbours. Can you believe that? It goes on. Fra um, Fraser is back on the back on the scene. Can you believe that? Kelsey Grammer at the helm. There'll be John interviews with John Farns with incredible... Um, Sheila Farrell. Uh, we had the National Music Day, which was on my last day when I was in Astana. An incredible uh, meeting at the Cultural Institute with everyone from so many different countries in unity and joy. Uh, there was even a major press thing uh, about the work that I've been doing over there. And I see, of course, since I've left, um, we've had strikes over here. We've had summer over here. We've had the uh, Magpies win the grand final over there in Melbourne. Uh, Nobel Prize has come and gone. My God, the world has changed. It will not be the same. But welcome to the show. And we are here to focus on the art, to focus on culture. And as again, a Churchill said, what are we fighting for, if, if not our own values, those of, of the arts and culture and theatre? We're going to pause for some music. Let's kick off the show. Let's get, let's get things rolling. This is Warren Wills, 88 FM JR, for this week's edition of The London Beat. Thank you. 
And a huge warm welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's edition of the London Beat. And as I am bringing this uh, missive to you from northern Kazakhstan, sitting in a sukkah with the British ambassador to Kazakhstan, the Honourable Kathy Leach. Hi there. Welcome to the show, Kathy. How on earth does someone get appointed to come out to Astana and then furthermore even make their way out to Burubai? Well, it's one of those um, long stories, but essentially you join the foreign office, you become a diplomat, you travel the world, and because I did Russian at university, uh, Kazakhstan was uh, an obvious an obvious location, so very fortunate to get a job in a part of the world I love, um, uh, now learning Kazakh as well as as well as well Russian, um, and, and having a wonderful time. I think you're being very modest when you say learning, because I've just heard um, the ambassador make an introductory speech to a mural that was unveiled, which was uh, quite exceptional, seemed quite fluent as far as I'm concerned. Now, we are in an incredibly beautiful part of the world, and I notice there are hundreds of thousands of pine trees, mm-hmm. all the same height, mm-hmm. all equidistant paint in this forest. Is it a joy for you to be posted to a place like this? Did you have any say in the posting, and how are you finding it here? So you always have a choice. Uh, I think in the old days you'd get the phone call from personnel saying you're off to, I don't know, wherever. Right. But, but nowadays you, you, you make the choice. And I and it was a very deliberate choice for me, as I said, because I've I've lived and worked in this region before, not in Central Asia, but in kind of wider, wider sort of Eastern Europe, Eurasia. Um, and uh, and I think what's not to what's not to be interested by Kazakhstan? It's the ninth largest country in the world. Um, it's got this amazing history, this nomadic tradition as part of the Soviet Union. Um, it, it went through, um, the people of Kazakhstan went through some extraordinary times, um, uh, both good and bad. Um, and, and now 30 years, 32 years on from independence, they've built an amazing country. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm very minded of the fact that I was here last year in uh, Almaty doing a festival here, uh, doing a piece about uh, Genghis Khan's long-suffering, devoted law wife, Borte, <laughs> who was one of the original feminists in a certain extent. And um, it's sort of a, it become a magnet and a melting pot for all kinds of things, from spiritual um, reasons. We had the Pope coming here. There was an international faith alliance. Um, what's happened to Kazakhstan in the last four or five years? It's created this kind of vibe of it being a central hub. I think it has. Well, because it is a kind of a mm. central crossing place, actually, mm. between Europe and Asia and um, and part of the, the Silk Road in the south. Uh, uh, but also, I think, again, it's more recent history. Um, it's been a home for lots of different populations, um, some who've chosen to come here, some who've been forcibly deported. Um, but it's it's welcomed everybody. And, and I think now what you do have is is a, is a very hospitable country with lots of influences from, from, from all over from north, south, east and west uh, and, and a very deliberately multi-faith, multi-ethnic, multicultural culture um, that, that wants, wants everyone to feel comfortable. I must ask you, and I'm quite sure you do a lot of stuff um, pushing and promoting British uh, commerce industry uh-huh. things here, uh-huh. but we're an arts show, so um, I'm just wondering, tell us a little bit about the kind of thing that Britain has to offer in terms of culture and art that uh, you're involved with about bringing out to Kazakhstan, and particularly looking to your crystal ball for the next 12 oh, months. Oh, goodness. So. Yes, well, I, um, we, I'm really glad to say that we have the British Council here, who of course are our, our arts, culture, English language, education uh, organisation, and 
and um, and they've got a really proud tradition here of I think of at least 20 years of doing a whole bunch of different things I mean the, the thing I'm really proud of in the last few years has been a project called Creative Spark which has uh, been about trying to help uh, universities and and um, and other institutions kind of create courses to develop creative entrepreneurship and and also create those kind of ecosystems to to help artists come together and support each other so um, that I think has been a really a really uh, great step and last week actually I was in Almaty where they vote um, at uh, De Montfort University which has a new campus in, in Kazakhstan they've opened a creative hub oh, specifically wow. to kind of build on this and to try to I mean, Almaty is also a wonderful creative city beautiful city beautiful, beautiful city so I think you know to be a hub for creative people to to come and experiment and, and meet each other and inspire each other so I think we really want to build on that I hope next year we're kind of thinking about how to do a kind of a big a big week of British culture that'd be fantastic at, looking at film fashion other things so that that's what we're thinking about um, and I would love to have a, a yurt um, the, the traditional Kazakh nomadic uh, tent felt tent um, with a maybe with a small union jack on it uh, of which um, I seem to remember from the piece I did about Chinggis Khan and Borte the yurt the grand yurt wherever they went the full harem of their trusted uh, officials used to go with them I must say for someone myself who has lived sort of 20 years um, spinning distance from the Chelsea football ground by Fulham Broadway station (laughs) waking up in Almaty in a city that is nestled and surrounded by the most beautiful mountains Mm. and here being nestled at a high elevation amongst the most beautiful what a what a glory it must be for you to wake up here every morning anyway yeah well I think Kazakhstan is the size of Western Europe and it encompasses within it amazing landscapes from desert and canyons that look like Arizona through to mountains and lakes that look like Switzerland Um, and then of course the enormous vast uh, boundless step in the middle so you really can find any any kind of landscape here and and I think that's that particularly for someone coming from the UK which is a a small and quite packed island Mm -hmm. um, off the coast of Europe that is suffering the tragic (laughs) loss of one of its most beloved trees I know I know we're speaking after that beautiful tree has been cut down but I think you know the scale of Kazakhstan and the kind of the the grandeur of the landscapes and of the mountain ranges the Altai the Tian Shan the, the mountain range that separates it from China it's just I think it's a treat for any any adventure tourist looking for something for something new you should be on commission for the Kazakhstan tourist board I should, I should. <laughs> ambassador thank you so much for your such positive outlook and import into what's going on here uh, um, and we hope to hopefully see you again at some point in some future festival that Marat decides to organise oh, uh, in Kazakhstan. I will be there. Uh, we are going to pause some music. It's been a great privilege having Ambassador Kathy Leach uh, um, join us for conversation. We're going to pause some music. You've been listening to Warren Rules on 88 FM JL. This is, of course, the London Beat.
Welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's edition of the London Beat coming to you on JR 88 FM One Wheels Live Broadcast. Here we are at the Wyndham uh, Garden Hotel. Sitting next to me is Stepan, yep. who is going to act as translator for what is uh, about to occur. And I'm talking to a very lovely lady who is over here with her two children yep. and her husband. And her name, i got to get this right. I can't say I'm, I'm going to perfect it, but she'll tell me off if I get it wrong. And her name is Natalia Proskuryakova. Natalia, welcome to the show. <laughs> okay. Natalia is Russian, and uh, this is going to happen in a little bit of Russian and English, but I think it's a story for our dear listeners worth hearing, uh, as it's happening right here in northern Kazakhstan, which in fact is very close to the Russian border. So, let's kick things off with Natalia. <clears throat> First of all, Natalia, welcome to the show. It's lovely to have you here. I'm sorry that your two children and your husband are not here with you, but it's enough to get us all going. So... Natalia, you came here effectively to escape um, what was happening over in Russia, is that correct? Yes, it's correct. So tell me more, what, what made you come here? What made you leave Russia? Why did you leave Russia when you left? Why didn't you leave Russia six months, a year earlier? You could see what was coming up, you could see the dark clouds on the horizon, trouble was coming. Why did you leave when you left and why did you come here? I'll continue in Russian. Yes, yeah, sure. Okay, I will. I will. The beginning of the June is the time when they. Stepan, I'm going to have to ask you to speak a little uh, bit louder. A little bit louder. So, and it's clearer. Uh, okay, so June uh, 2022. Yep. Uh, Natalia, uh, her husband, and uh, their kids uh, living in Russia. Yep. Мы приехали сюда сразу в город Щучинск. So we decided to. Uh, go to the Shushinsk, the city Shushinsk. Уехали мы, потому что у мужа заблокировали доступ к сайту, через который он работает с клиентами. So we left. Uh, the main reason is um, uh, connected with the work of uh, her uh, husband. Uh, the problem is uh, that uh, sanctions they blocked uh, the site, the website, uh, which was the her husband work main work. Okay, you had to come here because it was impossible for you to continue working and living in Russia. Uh, to escape the uh, to get up the road. Very clever. I understand. So, okay, you're talking to me as an Australian, and this is going out on Australian air. 
You can say whatever you like in Australia. <laughs> Nobody it will get you into trouble for anything. Yeah. We're thrilled that you're here, and we're thrilled that you're safe, most of all. We're thrilled. We, don't, we don't want to see anybody get hurt. That's the main thing. Yeah. You understand? I understand what you're talking about. My husband has a lot of clients in Australia, and okay. he knows about this situation, and his friends in Australia already talk to him about this situation. Okay. It's a very big deal for you to leave your home, to take your children out of school, or wherever they are, yeah, and to leave Russia, yeah? But you obviously decided... It was no longer possible. You could not stay any longer. Yes, it was not possible for us to stay at Russia for no longer. In Russian. Right now, it's impossible to uh, grow kids normally in Russia. Там проводят разговоры о главном с нашими детьми в садиках и в школах и заставляют их поверить в причину войны. So right now there is a big propaganda company in Russia, in Russian kinder, even in kindergartens, in schools. They had they call it like the talks about the main thing. So it's like the special lessons where the teachers make the students to believe that this reasons of this uh, war is um, is, <laughs> is not useless yes yeah, so it's it was really necessary to start to begin this war uh, and it's a right thing okay here's some questions okay a lot of people in Russia support the war yes uh, I think um, yes. more than 50 percent more than yes. a half uh -huh. more than a half okay and it, tell me if I'm wrong. Russia being at war with Ukraine, it's a bit like in Australia. Victoria is a state going to war against New South Wales. They're the same people. Everyone has families in New South Wales, and New South Wales have families in Mel Everyone in Russia must have friends and family in Ukraine, and Ukraine must have friends and family in Russia. It seems crazy. You're fighting yourselves. <laughs> I, I know it. <laughs> I think it was strange to yes. go against our. Yeah, it's, it's like you're fighting your brother and sister. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yeah? Yes. But uh, the people who believe, the people who believe the war, what do they think is going to happen? What do they see the next 12 months, five years? What do they think will happen? I don't know. I don't understand them. Uh, it's uh, uh, very strange for me, uh, the talks that I hear from them. Uh, <clears throat> today we were talking with Stepan about the reasons uh, in Russian. Помнишь, мы с тобой разговаривали, что есть люди, там мои знакомые, которые говорят о том, что мы должны были напасть, потому что если бы мы не напали, нас бы побили, наших бы побили. В общем, вот это вот. So even Natalia have friends, real good friends, who just just after few months after the war began, they started to say things like, oh, you know, we should, we must have attacked Ukraine because. 
if we won't do that, uh, the Ukraine will uh, would attack us first. Okay. So, and uh, it's all the propaganda lines, and everybody just begin to represent it to repeat it. And, and uh, the one more reason. Please. Since since I mean, Ukraine got its independence in 1990 something, mm-hmm. yeah, 1991. Have they been giving you lots of trouble? No. <laughs> no. no. Have they been giving anyone any trouble? No. In Russia. And one more reason. Um, in Russian, многие из моих знакомых считают, что на Украине живут какие-то злые люди, и они доставляют им много проблем. So it's really strange because uh, Natalia has a lot of friends who really um, think that uh, there are some monsters living in Ukraine, and it's very bad for them. How can uh, uh, where is the uh, this inflation? So, so how how influenced? Uh, When it's all uh, and also yes, very big. Uh, I remember very clearly just before the invasion into Ukraine started, the Winter Olympics were on in Russia, yeah, in China, in China, and what what made me think this is very strange is that the president of China and the president of Russia they had a meeting just before the Olympic Games. Yeah, you understand? Yes. And clearly, whatever was going to happen was not going to happen when the Olympic Games were on, because this has to be the main story yeah. of the world, and we all have to watch beautiful in China while the Olympic Games are on. The day after the Olympic Games had finished, all the Russian troops went into yeah, m- Ukraine. Moving to Ukraine. You understand? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do people not think that's rather strange? I don't understand these people. Do people, that, do people not think, oh... Those you naughty Ukrainians, they're yeah. horrible. They're be- yeah. oh, hang on, they're not that horrible. We have to watch the Winter, the Winter Olympics. Olympics. For- Now we yeah. have to punish yeah. those naughty But Ukrainians. Finally, yes. Do people not think that's a little bit odd, unusual? I don't understand them. I tell you, I tell this everybody. I don't understand what the reason. What the reason? I don't see. It. So why the uh, okay? The, why they change their minds just for like two or a few years? Mm. So some years ago it was a good people uh, friend of uh, friend of mine. I also had such a friends. So that's why I'm. Uh, when 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 we in the West uh-huh. were watching the Olympic Games and we could see that there are thousands of Russian mm. troops on the border. Mm-hmm. We all thought, oh, this is going to be a land grab. Mm-hmm. What we in the West understood is that Putin wanted to grab more land. This sure. is basically what it's about. Is there's no monsters in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. But the other thing which we thought was very strange, the official reason that Putin claimed he had to go into Ukraine was he called it the denazification of Ukraine. The president of Ukraine is Jewish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't make any sense either. Yes. Uh, and his parents were persecuted, persecuted. by Nazis as a Jew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do Russians think about that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There is a line. No, no, no. I mean, I know you don't. What, what, what? You you have friends. They 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 talk to you. What do they, they say about? What do they they must say? Oh, they're all Nazis. What what do they think? Suddenly you're living in peace with Ukraine one day. The next day the Olympic Games when we're all watching, and then the next day we have to go and get those Nazis. It's ridiculous. So this is a big trouble of our nation is propaganda. Every nation. Every every nation. You're not the only one to do it. And. <laughs> They don't think that Zelensky is a, a 
not Nazist. Nationalist. They don't think about it. They only think about what they have told by from the propaganda, TV. from by, the by TV. Propaganda. Are you aware that Zelensky has never even been in politics before the election. Yes. He was an actor. actor. Yes, I know. He has, he has nothing to do with Nazi or, or any politics. Yes. He was an actor. Yes. He happened to stand and he was democratically elected. So what do the Russians think about that? Um, in Russian. Значит, по поводу Зеленского. So about Zelensky. Всем говорят, он актер, играл в команде КВН, в общем, он шут. Никто не упоминает его два высших образования, никто не упоминает его демократические выборы. Все считают, что он шут и позер. So, about Zelensky, everybody knows that Mr. Zelensky is a clown. He was, he had a team which produced some comedy shows, yes, in Ukraine, then sell it to the Russian television. Uh, he played on a Russian comedy show, so on, so on, so on. But nobody said that he has uh, two, two master degrees. Yes. Yes. Uh, he's a very democratic, and he won a truly democratic fair. elections. It's fair. Yeah. So nobody noticed that. Uh, everybody just know. Uh, even the uh, the Putin uh, once said that it was a plan of the Ukrainian guys. So they put uh, Zelensky to the to this post of president, okay. especially the first Jewish president. And uh, it was uh, sp uh, done by the Nazis to um, make some, to make some. We're gonna pause back. for some music for our listeners. We're gonna oh. be right back in conversation and a fascinating conversation it is with our lovely friend Natalia, translated by the beautiful Stepan, about her story about why she is here in Kazakhstan, as am I. You're listening to Warren Wills, 88FM. This is, of course, The London Beat. Freak I've been feeling like I'm mean now. Release the pressure, let it scream out. No need to turn the heat down. Let you freak in. All these pleasures are my reeling. Yeah, I'm breaking glass ceilings. Baby, call it freedom. Freak out. Freak out. Freak out. Let me feel alive. Animal aside. I'm a lion in my pride. Shaking up my main people's dilate. I cannot be tame, baby. I'm awake now. Had a little nap and now I'm back. Another track about the fuck. So I don't give about the life that you deliver. Got a new sound. Me out. Pussy power is the vibe now. Thug it down with the fake in it for the love, not the hate. I'ma shake, shift the energy. Femininity, don't be scared of me. Look me in the eye, don't be shy when I show my wild side. Baby, come inside of my temple. Be on the physical and mental. Show you how to make me tremble. I like it rough as well as gentle, transcendental. Up another level, find a cause from a rebel where my spirit is my guide and my body is my vessel. Deep down, I just wanna freak out. I've been feeling like I'm mean now. Release the pressure, let it scream out. No need to turn the heat down. Let you freak in. All these pleasures are my reeling. Yeah, I'm breaking glass ceilings. Baby, call it freedom. Freak out. Freak out. Freak out. I used to find peace in the clubs and the drugs and I couldn't get enough. Now 
I'm hollering at the moon, bang a drum to the tune. Dots are on a fire, claiming my desires from myself this higher. Saw the light like Edison, movement is the medicine. Thought I needed saving, now I can be my own heroine. Second life recognized, I'm revived, now I'm living every day as if I'm gonna peace up. Freak out, I've been feeling like I'm mean now. Release the pressure, let it scream out. No need to turn the heat down. Let you freak in. All these pleasures, I'm a reeling. Yeah, I'm breaking glass ceilings. Baby, call it freedom. Freak out. I've been feeling like I'm mean now. Release the pressure, let it scream out. No need to turn the heat down. Let you freak in. All these pleasures, I'm a reeling. Yeah, I'm breaking glass ceilings. Baby, call it freedom. Freak out. And sadly, dear listeners, all good things must indeed come to an end. And this week's edition of The London Beat coming live from London, of course, is no exception. Warren Wills in London bidding you a fond farewell. And uh, from London, thanks to JB, Jordan Brown doing the heavy lifting and a huge thanks. Jessica Wilde, an incredible talent. You just heard her new single, Freak Out. And to be fair, this is a girl with prestigious talent who's also an extraordinary actress. You heard of Donald Lumman. It was a story that I told in great detail in Kazakhstan to the assembled um, uh, multinational uh, committee who were there. Uh, about how Adil Ibrahim, the Sudanese Muslim singer, sang it uh, in Hebrew and uh, married an Israeli girl whom he met in Dahab. Both of them, once married and these lovebirds, found that they were unable to return to their respective home countries with their partners uh, because of various... Um, religious laws that were intact, and of course they live in London. You also heard an interview with the ambassador to Kazakhstan from the uh, United Kingdom, Ambassador Kathy Leach, who gave us a very insightful, positive, uplifting, informative account of her stay uh, as ambassador to Kazakhstan. Natalia, you heard, a Russian emigre, whom together with her two children and her husband fled um, Russia, once the mobilisation got going, uh, quite an extraordinary 13-minute interview, and I did a number of interviews with a lot of um, brave fleeing Russian emigrants who came across to Kazakhstan. Um, much more to come as we go on uh, reviews from the Royal Academy from the uh, National Gallery. Channel 4 here is showing a rather interesting um, mockumentary, Partygate, uh, which looks at uh, the... Um, rather ironic uh, shenanigans and carry-on uh, with the um, House of Commons, led by Boris Gate, the then Prime, uh, Boris Johnson, the then uh, Prime Minister, who uh, indulged in partying, carousing, revelry uh, and karaoke, while the rest of the country was under severe lockdown. Uh, rather fascinating thing, Partygate on Channel 4. Spurs have created, of course they have, um, a whole scandal going on, of course, with VAR, about a goal that was disallowed for being offside, and of course it was actually OK. Um, the uh, Conservative government here have disgraced themselves very, very finely yet again by cancelling a multi-billion dollar high-speed rail connection. Congratulations to Max Whitlock uh, in the World Athletics and, of course, uh, Simone Biles, who is back with a vengeance, thanks to Jack Strom, 
uh, produced some video of a show I'm involved with for the USA uh, about taking on requests from an audience of any song in any style. Huge call out to Marat Ahmadinejad uh, for organising with the ECG, the Eurasian Creative Guild, a number of fantastic events, not least of which was the um, festival, the Burabai Festival which I've just come back for. I'm off to celebrate, enjoy the uh, delights and splendours of old London town here for the next week before being back on Australia's fair shores. Uh, wishing you a very fine week. Sending all much love. Uh, 88 FMJN. This, of course, is Warren Wills. Wishing you a fond farewell for this week's edition of The... A few years Beat. after God had said, and I'm... I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, let there be light. Man created his own light show, called it Broadway, the Great White Way.
to diversity and inclusiveness for the Jewish and broader community. j-air.com.au Hi, this is Mark Kopolov with a reminder that you can support J-Air by joining as a member at j-air.com.au Your membership fee of $54 a year will help J-Air maintain its commitment of bringing your community to you. Do you like what you hear? Send us a text with your suggestions or requests on 0404 Hi, this is Manasha Kaltman reminding you to tune into our program Hot Kugels. Please tune into our program Hot Kugels.